Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Rose, or Floaty Explodey, on Twitter, and today I will be reading Thursdays by Yoongi Warnikes. This fic is rated G for general audiences. Please see the archive of our own link in the description for additional tags. You're fine, Bakugo said as he put the thermometer on the nightstand. But I don't feel fine, Hikaru moaned. Well, says here that you are, so get your ass out of bed. Bakugo threw the covers from his son and clapped twice in his hand. The boy kept laying in his bed, looking at his father as if he were begging for mercy. He was stupidly good at making his eyes look glassy. If you didn't know any better, you would think the kid was going to burst out in tears in a second. But Bakugo did know better. He had seen his son try to pull this way too many times. Before, he would make the mistake of trying to take his temperature again, and after showing the same result, he would not take the risk of him possibly getting ill. He would tuck the little guy in and call him in sick. Which, conveniently, tended to happen a few weeks in a row now. When Bakugo noticed the pattern, he called Hikaru out for his behavior. But his son had a hard head, and held on that he never pretended to get out of school. Not even once. He looked the nine-year-old dead in the eyes, and he stared right back at him. That kid had no intention of giving in. Even though Bakugo had spotted, he was indeed lying, as he expected. Every time Hikaru lied, he had this habit of doing this strange thing with his lips. He would roll them into his mouth after every sentence that was a lie. Very obvious. But even after calling him out for that, he still held on. And since Bakugo didn't have the proof nor the time to beg to differ, he let him off with a warning. He hoped that would at least phase the guy, and he would think twice about claiming that he was getting ill on a Thursday. He should have expected that it wouldn't. Props to the kid for being adamant, but he should know where he got that trait from. There was no way in hell he was going to let Hikaru skip today's swimming class. He was already behind as it was. Would he not come to this class, he would without a doubt get put into the special summer training program, which was the last thing that Bakugo wanted. It didn't take too many classes for Hikaru's swimming teacher to suggest the training program. When Bakugo first heard about it, it wasn't too big of a deal. He wanted his son to be decent at swimming after all. But when he saw the date for the program, he immediately thought that it maybe wouldn't be that big of a deal if his nine-year-old son had to swim with floaties until he went to middle school. The training fell right into the time span where Bakugo had Hikaru over the summer. Though it would only be a couple of hours in the week, it was hours that he didn't have enough of already. Hours where he could do something fun with his son. The last thing he wanted to do was argue with Hikaru's mother over having him over longer because he knew that whatever he said, she wouldn't budge. There were only a few swimming classes left, and Bakugo was hoping for a miracle to happen. But for that to happen, Hikaru actually had to go to school. I ain't asking again, buddy. Get your ass out of bed. The boy groaned and slid out of his bed onto the floor. As he laid in front of his dad's feet, he pointed at him. If I drown, it's your fault. With his feet, he dragged his body across the floor and slid himself into the bathroom. Bakugo shook his head and looked at the alarm clock on the nightstand. Getting him out of bed was taking him longer than he anticipated. They would probably have to eat breakfast on the way at this rate. Oh, and by the way, Miss Araraka said she wanted to have a chat with you again. Hikaru yelled from the bathroom. Looks like they had to skip breakfast altogether. That's so like the brat to just tell him about important matters last minute. 
Bakugo could barely count the number of times he had been late to a meeting or a student and parent event at school. He had found so many scrunched-up forms he had to fill out weeks ago when cleaning Hikaru's room one day he could put a whole spread magazine together. But all of those matters he managed to fix. Making a good impression was something he couldn't. Suddenly, the dress shirt he had ironed was not straightened enough. Not only that, but the color seemed off. Why did he even buy it? That color didn't suit him at all. He could try to look for another one, even though he didn't have enough time since he only just realized he hadn't washed his hair this morning. It was going to be that kind of morning, wasn't it? Bakugo walked over to the bathroom and bonked on the door. The dentist said to brush your teeth for two minutes, not fifteen. Hurry up and get out. He yelled through the door. I haven't even been in here for fifteen minutes, Dad. The father groaned and opened the door and saw his son still lying on the floor. Two red eyes stared at Bakugo as he casually chewed on his toothbrush. For the love of fucking... Hikaru took the toothbrush out of his mouth and turned on his stomach. Quarter in the swear jar! Bakugo slid his hands across his stubbly cheeks. That quarter is going to be from your allowance if you don't start getting dressed in three, two... The boy shot up, threw his brush in the sink, and ran back into his bedroom. The father was already more than done with this morning when he realized that the only way he could get them from being late to school was to follow Hikuru around and scold him. Guaranteed that if he didn't keep his eyes on the brat, he would crawl back into bed. That also meant he had to try to make the best with what he had going on right now. Maybe the color of the dress shirt wasn't that bad, and his hair probably didn't smell as bad as he thought it did. He tried his best to avoid the bathroom mirror knowing that if he gave himself a proper look, he would debate shaving his double. Bakugo stayed silent and listened to the noises coming from his son's bedroom. Since he had put out Hikaru's uniform the night before, he didn't have to spend ages trying to find everything and getting dressed. That was the only thing he had faith in that couldn't go wrong. In the meantime, Bakugo could attempt to make a decent breakfast. Something easy and not too filling. He had a couple of things in mind, but the fridge was looking unexpectedly empty the last time he looked in it. There was probably only just enough to make two servings, but definitely not enough to make Hikuru's lunch for the next day. The father scratched his head and walked into the hall. Hey, bud, I'm going to go grocery shopping later today. Is there anything you want? No response came from the room. Bakugo stopped walking. The noises had become silent, he only now noticed. Hikuru? I'm coming! I'm coming! The kid walked out wearing his winter uniform and went to stand before his dad with a big, toothy grin on his face. What the hell are you wearing? That's another quarter. And since I'm definitely 100% super ill, I thought it would be smart to wear this. You're usually too hot when you're ill, so you're not making any sense. Hey, I'm a special kind of ill. Bakugo wanted to stay stern but he had to admit it was sort of funny. The kid sure was creative. He spun his finger around, demanding him to turn around and pushed him back into his bedroom. There, he waited in the doorpost and waited for him to get dressed in the right uniform. Leftovers from the night before for breakfast it was then. When his son was finished dressing, they walked downstairs to the kitchen together. As the boy tried to put his complicated hairdo into place at the dinner table, Bakugo heated up yesterday's dinner. Between checking the microwave timer and the clock, he tried to help his son, knowing how hard it was to tame such a hairdo. The second the sound of the microwave went off, he opened the door and put the serving in front of Hikaru, 
to then dash to his own bedroom. When he saw the dress shirt on the ironing board, he couldn't help but cringe a little. For a second, he doubted everything again and considered diving into his closet again. But they were going to be at least a couple minutes late already the way things were going this morning. He didn't fancy getting another speeding ticket, so as he ignored the mirror, he put on his Bordeaux dress shirt along with his charcoal pants, added a tie with the color that matched his pants. With quick strokes, he went through his hair, tongue poking out of the corner of his mouth. How come it was easier to get Hikaru's hair in place than his own, though they had the same hairstyle? No matter how many times he went through his hair, it would not sit right, especially the stubborn strand hanging right between his eyes. He blew up air against the strand and cursed at it before letting it be, hoping that it wasn't too noticeable. Bakugo added a final touch to his look by pinning his tie down and adding a watch before stepping out of his room. He smiled as he saw that his son was already done with breakfast. He stood waiting for him next to the table with his school bag in his hand. It looked like the little guy had decided to stop giving him such a hard time. The father quickly went to put on his shoes in the hallway and fetched his car keys out of the key bowl. With a hand already on the doorknob, he called his son over. You still have to put two quarters in the swear jar. Bakugo rolled his eyes. I'll do that after I get home from the store. Hikaru walked up to him. No, that's not fair. I can't see you do it then. What if you don't put anything in? The boy raised his eyebrows at his father, who glared down at him. If you really want to be sure, you can count the quarters. Bakugo opened the door and set one foot out of the house. Behind him, he heard tiny steps reverting from him. No way. I'm not going until you put the quarters in. The steps reverted faster, and when Bakugo turned around, he just caught Hikaru disappearing around the corner back into the living room. Oh, the kid was in for it now. He now had it up to here with his stalling. It almost seemed like a better idea to let him stay in bed, because doing this every Thursday was an impossible task. Bakugo strutted into the living room, and saw his son leaning against the kitchen island. Get over here. The kid stuck his nose in the air and shook his head. When his father began to approach him, he slid his back to the other side of the island. Two quarters, he sang. Before Bakugo knew it, he was chasing his son around the house, trying to get a hold of a kid who got more and more energized when seeing the fun in it. He made his father jump over couches and crawl under the kitchen table laughed whilst doing it, while Bakugo was trying to keep himself from yelling and spouting out every curse word under the blooming sun. A picture frame fell over. A pushed-over chair left a nasty skid mark on the wooden floor. The house slowly got messier than when Hikaru had a friend over, making Bakugo even more frustrated since the last thing he wanted to do today was clean the house. Eventually, he got a hold of the collar of his son's shirt. He tugged him back and picked him up, placed him right under his arm. Then he walked over to the kitchen and looked for some change lying around in one of the cupboards, picked up two quarters out of the mess and put them in the swear jar as he walked to the front door. Bakugo stepped out of the house, still holding his son under his arm, who had tried to come out from under his grip but had started to settle down. When he unlocked the car, he put Higuru down and opened the door for him. Together, they got in, and in silence, Bakugo drove out of the driveway. In his rearview mirror, he glowered at Hikaru, who quite obviously tried to ignore his gaze, almost smooshing his nose against the car window when staring at the road he had seen a million times before. 
Bakugo Hikaru, are you out of your goddamn mind? Bakugo ended the dreadful silence. I am not here to play games with you every Thursday. I don't know what it is with you in that stupid swimming class, but whatever it is, face it, buddy. You're going to have to swim. If you're insecure about not being able to swim or just don't feel like swimming, just say so and we can talk about it. Bakugo's grip tightened around the steering wheel. But I am not. I repeat, not dragging you out of bed and chasing after you anymore. Do you understand that? He finally made eye contact with his son and softened his eyes when he did. He hated putting his strict parent voice up with him, but even he had to know he was stepping out of line. And Hikaru did feel remorse. As he nodded, Bakugo could hear a soft-spoken apology coming from under his breath. If you keep missing class, you'll have to do the program. Whatever you got going on, you'd be worse off if you have to be in that. You don't want that, right? I guess, Hikaru sighed. With a slightly less heavy heart, Bakugo drove to school, going a little over the speed limit every now and then. He managed to pull up in front of the school only an impressive five minutes late because of that. When he turned the engine off, he hurried Hikaru to get out of the car and rushed to the front porch. Bakugo caught up with him after locking his car, and he did some last adjustments to his tie and his hair. Hey, Dad? Hikaru asked when they walked into the school. Hmm? I don't know, but don't you think that color looks weird on you? He knew it. This was the last time he trusted those stupid men's fashion magazines laying around his folks' house. Who were they to say what was alluring and inviting? What did they even base that on? You couldn't convince him there was some science behind it. Even when he asked his dad, who has been a fashion designer for years, about fashion trends and that stupid jazz, he couldn't even properly explain what they were based on. Gut feeling over stupid magazines next time. Or he could probably take his own kid's advice since he apparently had an eye for it. But there was no time to overthink everything now. Greeting someone with a bunch of folds between your brow wasn't exactly alluring and inviting either. When they approached the changing rooms, he thought to himself to put on a smile. Which used to be hard at first, since the corners of his mouth rarely twitched upwards. But there were a couple of things that made it easier for him. A familiar voice. A familiar face. A simple gesture. He grew a swimming teacher, crouched down, and waved at the two boys. The boy smiled widely and ran up to her. There you are. Ready to dive in today? Hikaru put his fists on his hips and stood up straight. As ready as I'll ever be. The teacher raised her fist and smiled. That's the spirit. She stood up straight and stuck a hand out to Bakugo. I am so sorry we're late, Mr. Araka. Believe it or not, this guy was far from ready this morning. Bakugo joked as he shook her hand. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Bakugo. It's only five minutes. Usually you would shout at us if we stay in the changing room for five minutes too long, Hikaru thought out loud. The swimming teacher laughed over her student's mumbling and pointed to her office. Shall we get started then? The sooner we're done, the sooner you can go to Miss Yairozu and the others and get in the pool. All right. Hikaru pushed past the two adults and ran into the office. He really doesn't lack the spirit, Araraka chuckled. Bakugo let out a chuckle as well. God, did that sound strange. He barely sounded like himself there. He never did chuckle to begin with. 
It wasn't even like she said anything that funny, so why did his stomach decide, this is a great time to push some air out of you? Again, he was overthinking. Unnecessarily overthinking. He couldn't be spacing out whilst this woman was trying her hardest to make the best out of a bad situation. Not only was it hard enough for her to teach his hopeless case of a son how to swim a few laps, but she had to essentially keep him in check too. There was no way in hell anybody could be able to convince him that Hikaru didn't misbehave in class at least once. Seeing as he tried so hard to get out of the class, he didn't even want to think about how bad he could be when he was actually forced to go to the class. The teacher seemed to have an incredible amount of patience, which he wished he could take over from her every now and then. Besides dealing with Hikaru, she had to deal with Bakugo too, with his tardiness and his inflexibility when it came to the summer training program. Most of the teachers would have lost their mind with those two a long time ago, but she stayed kind to their chaotic asses. The woman was truly made for the job. It's an actual shame she was only an intern. The school would be out of their damn minds if they didn't offer her a job as soon as her internship was over. He might have to join in with Hikaru's plan to write a threatening letter to the principal. Just write it in crayon, and no one will suspect a thing, right? The thought of it made Bakugo laugh to himself, and Araraka turned to check on him. The only thing he could do was stare back at her whilst rapidly thinking of how to explain himself. So much for not spacing out. The teacher didn't ask for an explanation, though. Most likely didn't even want one in the first place, and just contentedly smiled back at him. Did they forget to turn the AC on again? Quickly, he walked over to his son, who squinted up at him until he sat down next to him. You look super sweaty, Dad, Hikaru mumbled. It's not my fault your school doesn't know when to put the... Hikaru continued talking as if his dad wasn't. Like, even with the AC on, you're... It's not on, Bakugo snarled. It is. It's not. It is. Bakugo kicked his son's chair when Araraka sat herself down opposite them. She crossed her legs, folded her hands, and leaned a bit forward. First of all, thank you for coming, Mr. Bakugo. I'm glad you were able to make it. I assumed it was on short notice again. Araraka jutted her chin out in Hikaru's direction. Bakugo dried his palms on his pants. Unfortunately, yes, but luckily I had the day off. Oh, are you always off on Thursdays? I didn't know, the teacher asked. I'm supposed to be, but the office tends to call me in anyway. Seems like there's always something going wrong then. Looks like they can't function a day without me. Araraka laughed. You don't say. He grew frowned, and his eyes went from his teacher to his father as they kept laughing and rambling on. He let out a deep sigh, which silenced the adults and made them collect themselves. As I was saying... Thank you. Now, I wanted to talk about Hikaru's progress in the swimming class. I know we had many talks about this before, especially regarding the fact that there's a high chance he could be put in the additional training program. Bakugo nodded. Well, I'm happy to inform you that it might not be the case anymore. Raraka beamed. What? Both the Bakugos said in surprise. The two shared a look before focusing back on the swimming teacher who looked over the moon to be telling the news. I was shocked, too. Last week, he grew suddenly put in a shift, and he did better than I could have ever imagined. He was even close to setting some new records. I don't know if you practice outside of school, if you talk to him, or if a miracle happened overnight. 
whatever it was, it was enough reason for me not to put Hikaru in the training program. Bakugo's jaw was slightly dropped, and he checked on his son, expecting him to look back at him with a smug smile on his face. But, but I wasn't even trying. How could I have almost broken records if I didn't try? Hikaru stammered all of a sudden. Now, Raraka was confused as well. None of the people in the room had any idea what had been going on. The look on Araraka's face gradually turned sour as Hikaru kept trying to figure out what had gone wrong. Bakugo wished he could explain the current situation because he sensed that her patience was finally going to run out. But if the kid barely understood what was going on himself, how could he cover for them? Excuse me? Are you telling me you have not been taking my classes seriously? Araraka said sternly. The woman's cheeks were getting more flushed and her eyes had an intense gleam in them. When was someone going to turn the damn AC on? Hikaru, answer her, Bakugo demanded as he wiped his palms dry on his pants again. The boy groaned and slouched down in his chair to then shoot up and raise his voice. Of course I haven't been taking it seriously. If I would have, I would have set unbeatable records four classes in. Dad, did you seriously think that I wouldn't be able to be good at swimming? Have you seen the sports trophies in the display cabinet? This is no time to be boasting, kid. Bakugo turned to check on the teacher, who couldn't keep her mean face on. Her eyes were cast low, and she blinked at her fingers that were fumbling themselves into knots. I should have noticed. I should have figured this out weeks ago, she muttered. Here I was thinking that you lacked skill. Meanwhile, things were way too easy for you. And still, I can't figure out why. Hikaru stood from his chair, just as aggravated as his father, shared the same look on his face. He walked a circle around his chair and then pointed at the both of them. Because I wanted to get in a summer program so you two airheads could keep seeing each other. So I could see my dad's dopey face whenever he drops me off. So I could hear you do that weird snort laugh whenever dad tries to act all cool in front of you. The boy panted as he let out all his frustration and picked up his school bag. Now can I go to class? Mm-hmm. Uraraka hummed in a high pitch. And like that, he left the two in the office, both stunned, still trying to process what they had just been told. Bakugo then coughed and shifted awkwardly in his chair. He could feel that his armpits were drenched and wondered how he didn't slide right off the chair. Though he tried with every fiber in his being to avoid Araraka's eyes, he couldn't help but peek at her. Looks like she was also wondering why no one had put the AC on. Her face looked damp and her bangs were sticking to her forehead. She was the first one to say a word. As a teacher, she probably felt responsible for making sure the meeting went back on track. But she was still busy with making herself comfortable again, wiggling around in her chair and fixing her bangs by combing her fingers through them. Bakugo decided to give her space to fumble like that, knowing that he couldn't find the right words to fix the situation either. He kept wondering about how they got in there in the first place. How was it that obvious? So obvious that a nine-year-old could see that his dad might have a little crush on his swimming teacher. Even now, he still felt too embarrassed to give in to his feelings, though they were so clearly there. From the moment he first shook hands with her, he felt like he had taken the age of his son. So childlike he felt when he saw her, hopelessly blushing whenever he saw her perfectly framed face. 
stammering whenever she would compliment him on his parenting or a tie he was wearing, boasting to stand out in the sea of other dads she had already met. It was strange since he hadn't felt this way in months. It was even stranger because this crush was based on teacher-parent meetings, some small talk, and her cute face. But somehow, that was enough to make his body and his brain malfunction every time he was in the same space as her. Bakugo would be lying if he hadn't thought once about how appropriate it really was for a parent and a teacher to be involved with each other. It was not something that came to mind itself. It was through a conversation he heard on the metro. Or maybe it was in the office's parking lot. A topic that he wouldn't usually think twice about suddenly became interesting. Suddenly, the opinions of strangers mattered to him, and felt like he had to make up his mind about the matter as well. Undoubtedly, Ararika came to mind, and he was quick to think that it wasn't the worst thing in the world, especially since they were roughly the same age. She seemed to have a soft spot for his son, and he was pretty sure that Ararika was Hikaru's favorite teacher by a mile as well. And it was not like he would put their romance on display on school grounds, which was probably the most worrying thing when it came to that debate. Just a simple smile and a see you later. That's all. Those were a lot of self-set rules considering he didn't even know if the feelings were mutual. Is my laugh really that weird? Rarka muttered. Kind of, but I like it. Bakugo rubbed his chin. Does my face really look that stupid all the time? No, not at all. It's actually very pleasant to look at. Finally, she dared to look him in the eye. Who was he kidding? With that look she was giving him right now, he couldn't deny the possibility of mutual feelings anymore. He had only seen that certain look in a woman's eye twice before. That look was what had got him married and ended him up with a son. So, you're free on Thursdays, you said? Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests to be read.